Hello, my marvelous mutts. Welcome back for a mini-sode. We haven't had one of these in a very, very long time, but we are coming back to you in full force with a very exciting episode with some very special guests. I'm Devin Shepard. I'm David B. Jacobs. And Rob is off getting married. But we do have <laughs> three guests with us today. They are the three filmmakers behind such films as The Accursed, which is a horror film currently available out there. I have Elisabetta Vidovich, Isabella Vidovich, and Catherine Michelle. Hi, Hi guys. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> thank you for having us on. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. We selfishly always really love to have fellow filmmakers on as filmmakers ourselves. Yay. So, yep. Yes. Yeah, no, we love it. Or female filmmakers. We're all about it. Yep. Yes. Yes. I'm excited to get really nerdy with you on this topic today. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear more about what the three of you do. And please, please, please tell us about this movie, The Accursed, which is such an awesome name. I am terrified just at the title. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so we are a trio of lady filmmakers. Uh, we opened up um, the, this production company, Almost All Productions, back in 2010 with our first feature film, Find Me, which was a drama, kind of like a Twin Peaks uh, meets what, Kath? <laughs> well, it was a wild and crazy ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, and and then since then we've produced several short films, and just recently our latest, The Accursed, and uh, have various projects in development. Probably several other projects in development. So we're always busy doing something, either either behind the camera or in front of the camera. Bella's an actress. We used to act, Catherine and I. So we that's how we met. Moved permanently behind camera but yeah we were um we met we met in, in an acting class when we were young i mean i think that's the gist of it is there something <laughs> you want to you want to fill in kath no that that's pretty much it we uh, you know our our main mission is to empower women um in front of and behind the camera um while we entertain so you know you'll you'll notice all our stories are have very strong female characters and we put them in very dynamic situations, but they're everyday average women that you would see out there. They all have an inner strength that they pull upon to get through whatever we throw in front of them in the story. So that's very much what the accursed is. And yeah. what's the, the elevator pitch for the accursed? The elevator pitch. Uh, well, the accursed is, is about a curse shocker that's been um, brewing for 20 years and it gets unleashed and threatens to annihilate an entire bloodline. So, uh, nice. yeah, <laughs> it's a nice ghostly revenge story. Yeah. And what's unique about it is, is our backdrop, which is, um, a lot of European folklore. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, where in Europe? Where in Europe? It's Eastern. kind of, it's like an Eastern Europe, um, hmm. ambiance, but it's vague. Like it's not based on any one specific. Yeah. It's a, it's a made up country, made up Eastern European country. Yeah. But a lot cool. of, um. I guess Balkan influence. Up. Yeah, influence. Like lots of food and music and clothing that's very authentic, but then the actual folklore is also also very fictitious. So is it is it 
period or modern? Um, it's sort of period. It's like around the 70s. We tried to keep everything very vague for the purposes of being able to just immerse yourself into the story um, and not the details. But you'll notice there's n- not a lot of electronics. There's n- not any cell phones. Mm. You'll notice the dress is very 70-ish, 70s-ish, um, but it starts off 20 years before that. But, you know, again, it's a family that comes from that side of the world. So you'll notice a lot of the dress and the influence is of that kind of region. So it's it's very hard to pinpoint in the story on purpose. Cool. Love that. I just watched the the trailer like 20 minutes ago and it, it looked really neat. Uh, oh, the thanks. score immediately jumped out to me. Score, score that, that was a really good score. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, we love Tassos. He, he did an incredible job. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not the first time we've heard that. We really love our composer. He, like, used all real instruments. He's Greek, so he has that sort of, like, European back, background himself. <laughs> so he was great. Yeah, that was one of the things that we – really wanted was that authentic, real um, instrumental sound um, because we are coming from an old world feel um, instead of that synthetic sound. And he he really, I mean, he's just so talented. We were so impressed. Yeah. And he was so into it. He just, yeah. he when we, when we had an initial conversation, we were like, we have to work with him because he read the script and was like, I have to do this. I just love the story so much and speaks to me and I, I really understand it. And yeah, so it was just a match made in heaven between us and him. And and uh, it really did elevate the film to to a, a different level altogether. It's it's definitely creepy. Um, and what did you three, what roles did you play in the filmmaking process? Well, Catherine and I, uh, we wrote, produced and directed and um Isabella was a producer and a and a, one of the stars. One of the stars. Oh, sweet! A little bit of everything. Yeah, we, we wore all the hats. You guys know. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> it's like it's like a, an independent filmmaking. Okay, how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> and all the other uh, roles that you don't want to say, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, the trash collector, <laughs> gate <Room> closer. <laughs> We often joke. It's like, what would we do with like fifty million dollar budget? Like, like what? No, I'm kidding. I know exactly. I know because we we would have to just do one job that we were assigned to. What is what fun is that? <laughs> no, no, we know exactly what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, don't let her fool you. We know. No, no, no. <laughs> no but that that sounds really incredible. And thank you for pushing out the the female stories. We always need more of them. And I love hearing that that is such the backing of, of your production. Where can where can everybody watch The Accursed right now? It's out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can watch it on iTunes and Amazon, uh, Tubi, Vudu. Um, Redbox. Redbox. Yeah, oh. pretty much. Right. I think the best thing to do is to just go on our website, almostnormalproductions.com. And um, all the platforms, all the platforms show up the moment you open the website. Yeah, we Um, made it easy. Yep. Perfect. So almostnormalproductions.com. And we'll, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So everyone listening, just open up the description and there'll be a direct link right there. And we'll link the trailer too, because it is creepy and very good. (laughs) Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're going to get started on our topic today, uh, which was something you guys chose and is honestly, I think we say this every single time that it was a hard breakdown, but I think overall (laughs) a really fun one because it spreads across many genres, not just horror. We're going to be breaking down our top three favorite vampire characters in both film and TV 
We did not limit it to just film, which was a lot more fun. <laughs> Starting us off, yeah. I want to I want to throw it off to our guest, Elizabetta. What was your number three pick? Um, it was Lestat from Queen of the Damned. Ooh. Stuart Townsend played him. And it's interesting because I read all um, Anne Rice Chronicles, Vampire Chronicles, and when I was reading Lestat, that's exactly how I pictured him, just to be this kind of like this rock star, very suave and look like a Renaissance painting. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't take my eyes off of him. Like, oh my gosh, Stuart Townsend just nailed him. So yeah, that would be my top three cast I think you agree I think we had a conversation about this yeah it, it was really hard because we actually you know were talking about like our favorite vampire characters and stuff and all of us kind of had very similar choices so we were like okay we're gonna have to really go out there and, and kind of separate <laughs> like our uh we we all obviously have very similar taste in film and character developments and stuff so it's gonna be interesting to um hear like each one of us try and <laughs> separate from who we like. Yeah. But yeah. He did. He, yeah, he it's was very rare that, that I'm not like crazy about the film, but crazy about the character. And that's how Queen of the Damned was for me. It was like, it was, it was an okay film, but I thought that he was amazing. I'm not too familiar with this one. Is this the same Lestat as Interview with the Vampire? Well, it's the same character. It's just, oh, it yeah, is it's the, the same character. character. Yeah. But not the same actor. Okay. Yes. So it's like, it's a, a different version of the same character. Yes. Cool. Ooh. This is when Lestat comes back as a rock star. <laughs> nice. Modern day. I, I see that for him. Yeah. He's a total rock star and like super sexy and yeah. <laughs> cool. Catherine, did you have the same number three then? No. Um, you know, I went with TV because, um, I was, when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? One of my favorites was um, Eric Northman from True Blood because I was such a fan of True Blood when mm. it came out. And I had read so much of Charlene Harris um, books and I was all caught up with all of the um, Sookie Stackhouse series. And, you know, it, it just was such a fun read. And then when it came out on HBO as a series, I was like, I couldn't wait to see it, you know, and he was just such a great character because he was so sexy and funny and tragic all at the same time. But he was great, um, you know, because he was played opposite of that brooding Bill character. And, you know, he was just incredible to watch and he was just so entertaining. And so I put his, him as my number three because I wanted to try and find a, a, a television um, vampire character that was like my number one. And that was such, such a fun ride. And I'm so happy to hear that it's coming out as a kind of a, a spinoff. Spinoff. Thank you. <laughs> it took him a minute. I thought it was going to be a lot sooner. I know. the success. Yeah. I remember when that series came out, it was just so risky at the time. And I remember it just becoming this big phenomenon. Everybody was beautiful on the show and every episode had this mystery and it was just so crazy. And, and uh, we all were talking about it when it came out and it was just a lot of fun. And his character just lit up the screen. So I, I'm hearing a lot of sexy vamps in this episode. That's This is where I'm, I'm leaning. <laughs> is this true? <laughs> <laughs> Who's um, my only sexy one? <laughs> I, I have a sexy one in mind. I have a sexy one in mind. We'll get there. No. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I have no. a feeling I know where you're going. <laughs> I have a feeling you don't. <laughs> oh, oh. Devin might, though. I might. I might. We'll see. Isabella, I, hmm, sexy, not sexy? TV? Where'd you go? 
Yeah, no, I'm going to just fill in the stereotype. Definitely sexy vamp, TV, good old Salvatore Brothers. I was a Vampire Diaries fan, so I loved Damon and Stefan. Um, I mean, I did – I liked the female vampires on the show too, like Elena and Catherine and all them, but – Yeah, that's kind of like my semi-cheesy pick, but I couldn't help it. (laughs) Couldn't help it, yeah. I I feel like it's a go-to. I honestly haven't watched the show, but I'm so tempted because I loved – what is her name? The gymnast, like former gymnast who was in that show. Am I thinking of the right one? Maybe not. Doesn't matter. You might might be right. I just don't know. I don't know which – I wonder which character. I think she was on the grassy. Oh, wait. I think I know who you're talking about. The blonde? Maybe. 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 Neither here nor there. Also sexy. Right. Very much yes. <laughs> call it. Yeah, I haven't watched any of these picks so far, so that I'm, I'm sorry I don't have more to say. I just haven't seen these. Um, oh, no. Nice recommendations, though. <laughs> There's a lot of vampires in media. Like, no one's going to be familiar so with every single vampire. There are a lot of options that yeah, I just had to go seen. with like the Vampire Diaries. I'm like, that's just such a, I got to put it in somewhere. Yeah, of course. It's Kevin Williamson, yeah. right? What is it? Oh, yeah. the, Excuse me. Didn't Kevin Williamson write the show or create the show? I think so. Another one of those <laughs> team sexy horrors. He's the, the writer of Scream. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to speak incorrectly. I also haven't seen any of these, so I, I, I'm writing down this whole list. I know Queen of the Damned was definitely on like the top of everyone's number one to wreck, and I feel so bad every time I say, I'm sorry, I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, David, yeah. what is your number three? Um, my number three, first off, I'm very sorry, but just saying the name of this is going to be a medium spoiler for something that came out fairly recently. It's not oh. gonna like spoil the big twist in the end or something. No, I know what you're going to do. Not, I know what you're gonna do. It's not upfront about being a vampire thing. So if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then Feel free to skip the next two minutes or feel free to get an amazing recommendation for my number three pick is Monsignor Pruitt from Midnight Mass. That's such oh, a good one. Oh, I didn't think of that one. Oh, that is a great one. That was Freaking actually, one of, that's actually one of my favorite, not just shows, but like, oh my gosh, everything like the past decade. It's, I was glued. So I saw it twice. So good. Um, I'm going to try not to spoil the ending or anything like that. You find out that's vampires in the third episode, so it's not the biggest reveal. Um, and it's, it's hinted at before that. Like, I kind of had a feeling just from some of the shots they were using that we were in a vampire territory. But basically the idea is Monsignor Pruitt is the, the priest of this small town who he's elderly, he has dementia, and then he goes on a pilgrimage. He's been missing for a bit. He went on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, got lost, and stumbled upon a vampire who he believed was an angel. So when he's turned, he thinks like, mm-hmm. these are miracles that I am performing. I can I can make everything better. Everyone should know about these angels among us. They never even called them vampires in the entire show. That's um, true. That's-, that's actually true. They never did. They never used that word. No, they never did. I'm so glad you guys have seen this. <laughs> yeah, so good. It was so intriguing. Like every episode, uh, they really, really dived into the characters, and it was yeah. just dark and and beautiful all at the same time. Yeah. The, the way they mix the vampire tropes with uh, biblical religious 
uh, tropes is you have me convinced. I'm like, okay, Jesus was a vampire. I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus was a vampire. It's official. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. I still haven't watched the show. <laughs> Sounds so good. Yes. Um, Devin, how about you? What's your number three? Uh, you know, as as we go around and I say I haven't seen any of these, uh, coming <laughs> up with this list, I haven't seen like any vampire anything. <laughs> um, so I have really? very, I am, I don't know why. I, I, I've just learned now that that was a thing. That I've watched very We've little vampire movies. Three vampire movies on the pod. So you've seen at well, least I guess three. Which ones I chose from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, from those. <laughs> Um, no, my number three is another Anne Rice vampire. Um, oh. I went with Claudia from Interview with a Vampire. Oh, nice. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Nice. She, she just, the performance that a young Kirsten Dunst does in that film, I just, incredible. And just like having a character, a young vampire, and a character going through, you know, pretty much a coming of age crisis by not being able to grow up, it was, is just such a beautiful, mm. complicated character, I think, especially in the vampire lore. I agree. A hundred percent. Talk about a uh, movie that I'm not crazy about with a character that I am crazy about. Yeah. <laughs> She's outstanding in that film. She's Absolutely. terrifying. Yeah, she truly was. Yeah, she truly was. That was a good movie. I did like it. I enjoy it myself. I'm amazed that a 12-year-old was able to give that performance. Yeah. Amazed. Amazed. So definitely got to <laughs> throw her some cred. Only number three, though. But okay. So let's go down to our number twos. I feel like this one might be either the same or a little more divisive. I'm very curious. You guys did say you had some crossover. I'm sure we might have a little. Elisabetta, what was your number two best vampire character? My number two is Santonico Pandemonium. I think I'm pronouncing the second the last name correctly, Pandemonium. Right? I honestly would not have known her name. <laughs> like, I think that they're going to know who you're talking about when you say. Sure, 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 sure. It's from um, from Dust Till Dawn, Salma Hayek's oh! Um And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Salma Hayek herself is actually a sexy vampire because she's <laughs> the most yes. beautiful woman in the world. It's no wonder she that, doesn't Quentin, age. that Quentin... No. Um, cast her as a vampire stripper who does like this really great dance with a snake. I t I heard <laughs> that she had to put herself in trance because she was just so terrified of holding that snake. Poor thing. I mean, like a whole thing. <laughs> but anyway, I just remember first time I saw it and I just love the film period and I'm a Quentin fan and I thought that was I'm sorry, that was a um well Quentin fan fan because he was in it. Rodriguez it. But anyway, so I just thought that it was just so fun right from the beginning to the end. And I had no idea it was going to turn out to be this this vampire flick. It was like halfway through the film. It just takes this crazy turn. And right. And she she starts it. She starts the whole thing. And when she comes out and she does the dance and and then she just kickstarts the movie into this like crazy ride. So, yeah, that would be my Pick number two. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I knew the twist when I watched the movie, but it's, it's so good. Yeah. No, I, I think it's funny that you say that she had to be in a trance to hold the snake, which one terrifying. And yes, like we need to recognize like some things that actresses <laughs> go through and still gives a great performance. Um, but I was going to say, because watching her performance, like I feel like I'm in a trance. She she does so well. I think that's such an amazing pick. 
She's yeah, incredible. she was absolutely fantastic. And I think it's one of the, I think it's, it's the role that, that put her on, on the map. Am I correct? I, I feel like it's a small enough role that I believe that. It's a small enough but big enough role that I believe they would have cast someone who was unknown who then blew up. Yeah. She's just, she, I mean, when she gets in front of the camera, like, you just can't take your eyes off of her no matter what she does. But when you put her then in this, like, with a snake and this sexy outfit on stage, it's just like, you really just, I mean, she just takes you away. It's just amazing. So good. So good. Catherine, actually, with that, what was your number two favorite character? Oh, you know, Devin, mine, when you were talking about uh, yours, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's similar to mine. Um, Let the right one in. The 2008 nice. one, the Swedish version. It's yes. um, uh, we did they did a an American version, Let Me In, which is it was basically exactly the same film. It just um, um, the tone and everything was the same. But um, was it Ellie? I think so. It's just because of the like you were talking about, so tragic. I mean, she was 12, I think, I believe as well, and she's like eternally trapped in this age and. You know, it's just when you take children and, and um, make them into like villains or, or, or monsters, or whatever, it, it, it's like playing opposite of what people normally see children as is like the safe and the innocent thing. And so it makes it really mm-hmm. scary because you're pull, you're being pulled out of that safety zone. It's like, you know, what happens when you get thrown off when you feel safe in your home and then somebody breaks in. It's that same kind of violation where so when um, you see this character and she's so darn tragic and she befriends this bullied little boy and it's just I just loved I couldn't take my eyes off of her too but yeah so that's my number two pick oh so good and I think you said it so brilliantly yeah because she's she's sympathetic as well but we also feel for her she's not strictly a yes. villain in the movie the, no. the bullies are way worse than she is we, we kind yep. of want her to kill him <laughs> exactly and that's the that that also is another thing that pulls you out when there's there's all this gray area there's no black and white there's no true black and white you know there's all this gray area where you have to like flex your morals and and that that's true. You really root for her to get those bullies. <laughs> it's like um, <laughs> she was more tragic than villain, for sure. Great pick. I'm so glad someone mentioned that movie. I'm surprised, David. I thought it would be in your list. I thought about her, but I didn't actually have that much problem picking my top three. There were there were three who had to be in there, and then everyone else was like, "If there's room." Oh, is- Isabella, what was your number two? Yeah, my number two is um, actually the first horror movie that I ever saw, which is uh, The Lost Boys. Yay! Yeah, was that one of your picks? No, but I'm so glad you mentioned it. Yay! (laughs) We've covered The Lost Boys. I love Uh, it. Yeah, David Kiefer Sutherland from The Lost Boys. It was so funny. We were just talking about it, and he was going to be in her list, and I'm like, no, he's mine. And... I said, I said that if um, anybody turned Bender from Breakfast Club into a vampire, that's what he would be like. I was like, that's oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man, oh he's so gosh. good. Speaking of sexy lambs, like, hello. What a description! I love that. <laughs> yeah, David um, is definitely one of my. That's that's one of my favorite vampire films of all times. Is the Lost Boys? Yeah, yes. let go, so Michael. Awesome. Just let go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Corys. It's just. Oh. oh my gosh, the Corys were iconic. Love them. It's just the whole thing. The whole movie was, was, was perfect. perfect. Loved it. Yep. Wait. So, is oh, yeah. Elizabeth? Did you get Isabella into horror movies? Was like, did you show her this? 
Yeah. Yeah, I think she saw The Lost mm. Boys um, maybe when she was like 13, 14 years old. No, I was younger. Don't She's trying that. to sound like a better mother, but <laughs> now that we're here over a decade later, I think <laughs> it was probably 10. Um, <laughs> okay, it's not that scary. No, but no, it's she- not. I love horror movies. I'm not, I wasn't, I'm I'm not much of a scaredy cat with horror films. So I, I yeah. No. It just started I mean, I- a trend. We didn't. We did definitely didn't start with you know Shinings of the World and The Exorcist. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't start on that. No, but that's that's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. But by Lost age Boys by age eleven, we were you know we had graduated. Lost Boys went up to Exorcist. No, but. we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just, it's just such a fun, ridiculous movie. Um, uh, it, it's, yeah. a, it's just so watchable. <laughs> So watchable, yeah. You could see, you could see it anytime, over and over. It's it's a fun horror. Yeah, you really do just need to surrender yourself to the craziness of the film and just enjoy it for for what it is, which is a bizarre Joel Schumacher movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so with much sexy fun. vampires with yes. sexy vampires, of course. <laughs> um, my number two actually ties into this sort of. So, uh, way back when, like a year ago. Uh, we had an episode where we talked about the Lost Boys and Fright Night. And we were basically talking about the queer context of 80s vampire films. And I went with Fright Night and Jerry Dandridge, who is the the sexy vampire villain of that movie, (laughs) played by the fabulous Christopher Sarandon. (laughs) He is fantastic in that film. There's like this whole dance scene where he's like hypnotizing the girl and she doesn't even going into this. She doesn't believe that there's a vampire and this scene should be silly and ridiculous, but watching it, you're just so mesmerized. Um, <laughs> the, the song from that scene is now like one of my go-to bops because it's, so much- <laughs> it's if I were gay, Jerry Dandridge, <laughs> I like the remake with um, Colin. Colin, I thought yeah. it was fun. Yes. It was okay. Yeah, I understand if you're a really big fan yeah. of Fright Night. Like yeah. I am, I'm a huge fan of the original. I mean, it's you can't compare. Yeah, I agree, but yeah. I didn't mind it. And it's a very different, very different Jerry. <laughs> very. That's yeah. what makes it a good adaptation. Is it? It goes a little bit beyond the original, which is fun. That's fair. That's fair. David, you and I had the same number two. I also chose Jerry Dandridge. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm so I'm glad so I didn't go with Jerry because I almost went with Jerry. <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> I'm so happy. Whenever he, all the like Reddit boards, whenever people do their top vampires, he's never there. I'm always like, guys, what about Jerry Dandridge? <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I think funny. people just haven't seen it. Yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. They're missing the ascot. Yeah. But you discussed it, Devin. Why did you go with Jerry? I gave my reasons. Oh, I mean, <laughs> what other reasons other than that he is like, you know, yeah, <laughs> one of the greatest. And I think like when we discussed that movie too, we'd gone far into the representation of queer characters in vampire yeah. movies. And so I think he is, if you're going to look at vampires through that lens, like he's the representative there, I think. So had had to give him a shout out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and that because we talked about how vampirism is somewhat inherently a sexual metaphor. So, you know, most vampires bite men and women equally, so it's almost like all vampires are bisexual. 
Yeah. There it is. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole biting on, on the neck and, uh, yep. you know, the closeness between two people and then the whole compelling aspect of it. And there's so much that Freudian cool. oral fixation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's a reason that the sexy vampire trope has caught on. Yeah. yeah. And it's not new either. Dracula was a sexy vampire. Yeah. I mean, when I saw 30 Days of Night, I, as, and I love the movie, I was like, they are not pretty vampires these no. are these are scary <laughs> and very 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 scary these were nasty nasty danny hudson is the most attractive man i have no idea what you are talking about oh my gosh what you know i think that the whole um re- representing power um aspect is another draw you know they're just so powerful and they're immortal and that's a, a very attractive thing in itself you know outside yeah. of just the physical it's like if you were going to be any monster you would want to be a vampire like there, there is something alluring about being a vampire that people are drawn to and attracted to uh, oh, there's like entire culture around just wanting to be vampires uh they yeah. make fun of that in buffy <laughs> <laughs> there's a Buffy episode where there's a guy who really wants to be a vampire. Um, it's actually a great episode. It's really sad. Anyway. But there, there is that tragicness about it, though, definitely. And I mean, like we were saying with the, the young characters, what makes it tragic is knowing what being a vampire entails and that it is giving up this, this mortal life in a way that is um, yeah. not necessarily good for you. In, yeah, outliving part. everybody you love and know. Yeah. And since we're saying vampires are inherently sexual, when you have a young vampire, it rejects that trope because now it's someone who is old enough that they do understand sex and want to engage in it, but they are young enough where, I mean, they, they look young. So like, what, what do they do when it becomes this weird contradiction that makes them all the more tragic? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so spot on. Well, we're about to get into our number ones. I'm so excited to hear what you all have to say. You've had some really great ones already that I I honestly don't know what you're going to choose for your number one, but I'm looking forward to it. David, before we go into the number ones, I know Rob sent you his top. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's hear Rob's. So Rob's number three was uh, Marie from Innocent Blood. I don't oh. know what that is. Do any of you mm-hmm. know what that is? No, I love, I love hearing something that I haven't heard of. <laughs> Innocent blood. That's that's what he picked. Um, <laughs> no comment. Don't know anything. Um, but his number two was Lestat, but not from Queen oh. of the Damned, from Interview with the Vampire. Mm-hmm. Oh. Tom was great as Lestat. Yeah. I did, I did really great. enjoy it. It's Tom's best role. An unhinged performance. Oh, my God. Yes. he's. It's the closest he's ever played to himself. um and then rob's number one is the final vampire movie that we've covered on the pod which was uh the night flyer the character Ah. dwight renfield Uh, oh come on (laughs) you knew that was gonna be his number one Devin. we both knew that was gonna be rob's number one (laughs) i'm disappointed i've never seen that this is so fun there's no one (laughs) yeah i thought i saw every every vampire film it's uh it's stephen king Oh, oh! It's a vampire Wait, pilot. How old is that? How, how old the is that movie film? came out in ninety. Oh, ninety eight, ninety seven. Yeah, I, I think mid nineties. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say earlier. Did you see it? 
a long time ago. I but I was thinking it was late eighties. Is it really in the nineties? It was in the nineties. It was low budget, um, so it, it it kind of feels like an eighties movie. I, I can see thinking that so, sometimes yeah. sometimes movies feel like they're from a different decade than they actually are, and I feel like this is one of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But let's get into our number one picks. Number one, yes. Well, it's from my favorite horror movie of all times, and one of my favorite movies of all times. It's Vlad the Impaler from Bram Stoker Ooh. Dracula. So even though he had like this really difficult to understand accent and his really ugly, wrinkled old man look, I would still cross oceans of time to share some everlasting love with this vampire. Oh. <laughs> they actually <laughs> called him Vlad the Impaler. That's great. I didn't realize um, that. I mean, I kind of call him the Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> it's not <laughs> really. <laughs> well, Vlad the Impaler was an actual historical tyrant who Dracula yeah, is partially based on. Yeah. I always kind of looked at it as like the the original, but it's not. But this was just beautiful. I mean, it was like, a, I always call it. A, well, his name was Vlad, though. Vlad, definitely, yes. I just. You added, just called him just Vlad the Inhaler? Oh, my no, God. That was historically. <laughs> what he I'm not. I'm not wrong. <laughs> This whole time I was thinking it was Vlad the Impaler. That's hilarious. Dracula. <laughs> oh, that's no, it's Dracula. It's Dracula. I thought he was funny. I mean, like I we're he talking was... Gary Oldman, Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's, like that's it. He wasn't Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> it was Vlad. <laughs> oh, this is funny. I'm like debating her now. I'm like, no, you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I Vlad. think I'm on your side, Bella. <laughs> Well, I just fall Vlad the Impaler. I think it's funny. But anyway, it's like a, to me, this film is like a um, a fairy tale for adults. It was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful, perfect. Who who did Hop, was Hopkins? Uh, uh, Van Halen. Yep, Van Halen. Cool. Sorry, <laughs> more Van Halen. I mean. That. I love that. Let's, let's just, um, <laughs> I mean, Van Halen is hot for teacher. Van Helsing is hot for, for vampire. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you so much right now. That's dumb. He's going to run with the devil. Run, run with the Dracula. Love it. It was hilarious. Love it. Catherine, what? Who was your favorite vampire character? Okay, so this is odd. I I don't know if I would say necessarily favorite, but I went kind of off the norm here. I, you know, as an independent filmmaker, I just really respected what these guys did so much, and so I I think the movie itself, I was just so impressed with them, their performance and everything. It, it's from The Afflicted, uh, 2013. It's Derek. And he's like your best friend. He's so tragic. You know, he, I don't want to give too much away. But anyway, he's somebody that is not going to live forever. But because he struggles mm. with his mortality, but then he somehow gets his immortality unbeknownst to him. And it's just this whole struggle because he's fighting against it as he was fighting for his mortality. It's like this whole internal struggle and he does such an amazing job. And it, it was an indie film and that's where my heart is, is with independent films. He uses his real name in this. And and so Derek and Cliff both were the writers, directors and, and actors in this. So I was just really impressed with this oh, interesting. film. And I just really was impressed with him. Is it is it just their real name, or are they like playing versions of themselves as vampires? 
Um, no, no. Um, it's it's two best friends that one of them, Derek's character, is struggling with a terminal illness situation that he has, mm. and so they decide to travel and. It's it's like the found footage thing, but it actually makes sense hmm. in this. It's not you know horrible. I that sounds promise. cool. Yeah, so. it's interesting you mentioned that because I remember after I saw it, uh, well, I saw that it was found footage. This yeah. was this was around the time that I was really over it. I was kind of like, okay, everybody's doing it. So, but I I'm so glad I gave it a shot because yeah, you guys did such an incredible job with this film. Yeah, I mean, I think their budget was like only three hundred thousand or something like that. And they went around the world like they, they it was shot all through Europe and it's they're Canadian filmmakers. So, I mean, they just did such such a great job. It, it, and the found footage didn't feel like some convenient tool to cover for being low budget. It did not look low budget at all. In fact, it, the found footage that like that handheld aspect really worked really well for the the premise of it and and keeping them in this like isolated like position that the, these two were in and they were frantic and trying to figure this out and so it really worked to support the tone of the film but Derek breaks your heart and you know it's just it's just uh, I thought it, they did an incredible job so I picked him as my number one that's cool uh, I'm gonna have to check that out I haven't seen that um, it reminds me of. Uh, have you seen recent movie, My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To? No. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put that it's on my watch list. It's on my watch list. It's also, they they use the the one guy's vampirism as sort of like a metaphor for illness and his siblings have to take care of him by, by bringing him people to eat. And it's, it's beautiful. Oh. It's an absolutely beautiful movie. Uh, it's not okay. found footage. Strongly recommend it. Great movie. Okay, I will definitely watch that. Yeah, I'm gonna, and I'll watch The Afflicted. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think these two filmmakers are gonna just really surprise us coming up because this was such cool. a surprise. This was their first feature film, from what I understand. Outside of that, they had just done, a, you know, some short films. So for them to have they done anything since? An, you know, I'm not quite sure. I gotta check it out and see. Okay. Cool. Incredible. I love that. I, I Yeah, that literally just jumped to the top of my list. Um, also, you're so good at explaining movies. Have you thought about like pitching movies for a living? That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> you know, it's so funny. It's like when you have a passion for something, it's just like you just dive in. But ask me to explain anything else and I'll go around in circles. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a painter and not a pointer. So no, I thank love you. It. I'm very, very into it watching that now. Isabella, what was your favorite vampire character of all time? Or at least for like, this which top three That makes this. it so much harder to answer of all time. Um, I I, well, that you've seen. We'll come back. Yeah. We'll come back in like 10 years, Bella. And then yeah, and then I'll have like it. a new list. Um, you know, we've just stepped away from the sexy vamps for too long. So I just had to Go back to, to Twilight. That's my number one. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody has said it. So I'm going to say it. Um, Edward Cullen. Um, also about like. Bed, Edward. You know, I was just a really big Twilight fan. I read all the books. I saw the films and her name's Bella. And um, I'm Bella. So I just did, you know, everything about it. I mean, yeah. So Edward Cullen. That's, I don't know how much more reason <laughs> to give besides just that I really love the Twilight series. Someone had to say it. <laughs> Someone had to. <laughs> I, I took No judgment. Game. I love how David was laughing at me too. He's like, oh, Twilight. Yeah, that's my pick. 
<laughs> there is a reason why those movies did so well, David. Okay, you can't, no, no, you no, can't no. laugh at Ed Cullen. I want to make something very, very clear. I watched the first Twilight and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I love it. Probably not for the same reasons as you, but I love right. it because it's so freaking funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. <laughs> the soundtrack is very underrated, actually. Okay, that soundtrack Agreed. was awesome. I will I will say that for sure, 100%. Yes. That soundtrack was awesome. Yes. Thank Catherine, you. Catherine Hardwick. Yeah, Catherine Hardwick. She made, in my opinion, she oh, yeah. made the best Twilight film. I've seen them all. That oh, was, yeah. That for was sure. by far the, the best fan. Twilight film. The first one. The first one. Yeah. Amazing. I agree. Love her so much. So what about You're you guys? Number one. Yep. You, you both need to give us your number ones. Um, I'm similar to Elizabetta, but in a different direction. I also went with Count Dracula. Oh. However, mm-hmm. I went with Bela Lugosi's Count Dracula. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You just, you've got to, someone's got to say it. Like, yeah. Bela Lugosi is the freaking king of this. He is Iconic. so hammy and so into it. And it's just, it's, it's a great performance. The movie's not even that good. Just he is so, 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 so good. <laughs> I love Bela Lugosi. <laughs> Well, and he created our modern view of the vampire, right? Like his accent is what is why we picture Dracula with this act with the Transylvania. Also, that's not another Bella. That's true. Yeah, there's it's a theme. Yeah, I don't even have much to say about just just Bella Lugosi. He's brilliant. I love him, and his Dracula is awesome. Yeah, I like Christopher (laughs) Lee's, but not as much. He doesn't have the same hamminess. Mm. Bella Lugosi. Well, we'll go see Rob Pattinson, you know, Gary Oldman. <laughs> I think Luke, Luke Evans did a really nice job as well. Um, I like the version. I don't know why that film just didn't do better, but I did Which like one? it. Which um, one? It was Dracula. I like a recent one. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't. It was in the 2000s. It was Luke Evans. Right now there's like three different directors are preparing a Dracula movie. So like Karen Kusama has a Dracula movie in the works. (gasps) Robert Eggers has a Nosferatu movie in the works. Uh, There was one more, but I forget who. I thought it was something with Russell Crowe where he was going to play a Dracula. Maybe. Weird. Might have dreamt about it. Not that I ever think that Russell. (laughs) I don't see that. (laughs) I might have dreamt about it. I like that. I read it somewhere that Russell was. Was gearing up to play. Vlad I mean, I can see that Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, you're our last one. Oh man, I I went a little a little far away from the more serious roles here, and I turned to one of my favorite movies, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Um, which is a comedic vampire, and I cho- it was very hard to choose between the top three, but um, yeah, I-, I did Jermaine Clement's character of Vladislav. It just every time his character makes me laugh <laughs> so hard. And I just I love the mod not even like the comedic take, but also like the modern take of a vampire who has like gone through the ages of, as a terrible demon all the way to like just living in a house in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun. In its own way, a little a, a tragic tale in a different way of arrested development. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah. Good pick. Wow, I love I love all of our picks. I do too. Also, you need we hit everything except for Spike and Angel. I was surprised. Honestly, I thought someone would say it. Yeah, I'm curious to see like what the new stuff that's coming out is gonna be like. Like how they're gonna going to try and reinvent that whole vampire 
I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be yeah. more of the same, but I'm hoping that I'm really hoping for some new, new um, vampire essence. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're getting it. Like just last year we had both my number three, which I won't say in case anyone wanted to skip it as well as the, uh, the, the, the movie I just pitched you. We, uh, my heart can't beat unless you tell it to. And we had Jacob's wife, which was not as good right. as the others, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> This is great. I love talking to other uh, people in film because you get so many good recommendations. You know what I mean? Things that you might have passed over or didn't know about or whatever you can find and go, oh, that goes on my list. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> agree more. And and thank you three so much for, for going around this with us. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like you said, some really, really great characters in here, some great movies. I have a list so long now. I feel like I say that every time we have a guest <laughs> on, um, but I love it. And, and we're... No, this so was happy so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. And then tell us one more time. So Almost Normal Productions just put out The Accursed. It is available now. Um, if you go to almostnormalproductions.com, which we have linked in our description, you can go find all the links to where you can go watch The Accursed now. You three, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anywhere else that we can find you online? You can just find us on social media. We're on Instagram yeah. and Twitter and Facebook, um, YouTube, you know. LinkedIn. That's also on our website, but we're always just almost normal productions. And I will say we found you through Instagram and then you we've been following you through there for a while and um, just always really championing female filmmakers as well as yourselves. So everyone, please go check out their social media as well. And, you yeah. know, we have a, a, a newsletter that we put out also throughout the month. So, you know, we like to talk about everything that's going on and give recommendations there as well. The films that we see and other local artists that we love. That's on your social? On our website. Yeah. Awesome. You guys Thank are Thank you awesome. guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. Awesome. And uh, we'll see you guys here for another mini-sode next month.